welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Detailers, thank you so much for tuning into another what uh, I think for you is going to be a really great episode. Really excited about what we are in right now in the series on, uh, well, the mental game of detailing. Okay, this goes beyond picking up a paint uh, gauge and seeing, you know, how much clear coat, right? Uh, it goes beyond understanding scrubbing leather to a, a point of, you know, where do you reach between the dye transfer and uh, having to re, uh, retouch up leather, right? This is the game of you, the operator. What goes through your mind? Positive, negative? How does it help? How does it hurt you as the business owner? So super fun series and uh, Really, really excited about also then what's happening over at the Community Pub. So each episode, we usually will jump straight over into the Community Pub. So go every Wednesday night at 7.30 Central. Go to Zoom and use meeting ID 918-800-1188. That's going to Zoom.com and use meeting ID 918-800-1188. Hey, this is Marshall, Total Auto Solutions. I hope to see you there. I'd love to have a beer with you. Hey, welcome to another edition of Growing a Team. And, uh, you know, because we all believe that in order to get where we want to be in business, the things we want out of our business, we are definitely going to need others involved. There's no way that us as detailers could do everything on our own just ask that man right there, Mr. Rob Schroofer. Woo, he is looking good. You definitely had help with that, right? What team <laughs> member helped you out with that, Mr. Rob? Uh, that would be Donna at Sports Clips. Oh, <laughs> not knockouts? You don't go to the knockouts? <laughs> we don't have knockouts. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay, okay. Is that yeah, like I, Hooters for haircuts? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, me and Brandon will be wearing the ball caps today. Uh, did not go get mine uh, nice and tight. But Brandon, uh, give us a quick background, 30 seconds. Remind us who you are. I'm Brandon Timms. I own and operate Timms Mobile Detailing. Um, you know, my always detailed cars, helping my dad, you know, in the body shop business and, and cleaning them up before they went out. And that's kind of how I started. Cool. Cool. All right. So we want to jump into your questions. This is a real quick, real talk. We're going to hop in and uh, we are going to dive into that brain right there for Mr. Rob Schroofer, who has over a hundred team members. And we're going to try and figure out how we can grow a team like his. Brandon, uh, what are your questions? Uh, so I'm staying two and three weeks booked out. It's me and one other person right now. So do I go ahead and bring on that third person. Um, do you run a three man crew? Cause I kind of feel like people kind of, everybody kind of fumbling over each other at that point. And, or do I just run two trucks? Well, so I had the same problem and, and this is how I did it. Now, um, 
one, I don't like to be booked two weeks out. I, I feel like people tend not to wait at that point. But yeah, yeah, that, that I, kind of, I don't like that either. Yeah, how, how I did it was once I got to this point, I put both guys in the truck and then I followed them around with my with my pickup truck all day long. So what I would do is I would start them. I would show up at the beginning of the job. I would greet the customer, get all that going, make sure, you know, any of that kind of sales stuff I needed to do, make sure the car was good. And then I'd leave them to do it while I went and did things to help grow the business, go, go, to, go to the supply shopping, do any of the marketing I need to do, that kind of stuff. And then I would show back up at the end and then make sure everything was good, collect the payment, deal with the customers and stuff like that. So they actually did the work, but I still was the face of the company. And that let them build their confidence together. And then once they were both ready, I would separate one out and, and then have two trucks. And then if, if your first guy's good enough to run his own truck, then you bring him in a trainee and then you stick with the second guy until, until they're both ready. And then you basically hop back and forth to trucks. That's, right. that's how I did it for a while. Hey, Rob, so question, did you, you go in and out of every appointment or just when you needed to do when something? I was, when I was at that point, most of them. Because I, and I would stay in a minute if there was something tough, I would help them do that. But mostly I was there to greet the customer, make sure the package was good, overlook any problems, and I would let them do the work. And then before they were allowed to get the customer, I would show back up two, three hours later. I'm talking details here. If they're doing maintenance washes, like they're fine with that. That's, you know, it's hard to screw that up. But, but, you know, if they're doing a couple hour detail, that would give me time to go run all of my errands. Even if I just sat in my truck and did my work there, they did the work. And then I would come back, inspect it, make sure everything was good, give them any training points they needed to know. Once the car was to my satisfaction, then I would get the customer. So a lot of times, unless the customer's watching out of the window, they never actually knew I wasn't there. But it allowed them to do the work and train each other so that when I was ready to add two trucks, I just separated those two guys and then gave them each a training. Did you carry any equipment in your truck with you? Um, not really, not at that point, because everything should have been on the van. When I, once you have multiple trucks and you start having to go back and forth, um, you know, a, a spare generator or a pressure washer, if you don't have like a home base or a shop to keep all that stuff, I kept in the bed of my truck. Because okay. I had a pickup truck, so I just literally just threw everything in there. So whenever they would, we'd pack up and go to a job, they would just follow me to the next job. We'd pull up, I'd get out, I'd get them going, unloading the truck, I'd go greet the customer while they're unpacking, you know, get all that done. By the time they're done unpacking, the customer goes in, I hand them the keys, I have a two-minute talk with them about what we're doing and, and how we need to do it, and then let them go. And then after a few weeks or a month, you should now have two solid guys that you can separate out into two trucks. Yeah, right. hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes, uh, it's good, makes good sense there. That way, you know, the, the hardest part about this is, is letting people do the work without you. So this is kind of like yeah. easing yeah. you into that a little bit. They're doing the work, but they're not allowed to turn it in until you show up. Obviously, so that's, exceptions. Rob, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, like, what are some things that, that Brandon or somebody else needs to begin doing, like, tomorrow, tonight, in order for that 
to happen, right? I mean, they're going to have to have had some type of training procedure already written out, aren't they? Yeah. If you've got a training guide and you've got a good way, um, like, so probably the first week or two that you bring this guy, the new guy on, you're going to want to stick around and work with that guy. But after a little bit, once he, once he's kind of got it and he just needs oversight, then you can go and come back. And then that's when you, you use teaching points. You're like, okay, all this looks good, but see inside this pocket, you got to flip this up and you got to turn your head like this and you can see what you missed in here. And you start getting into finer details of things like that. And then after a few weeks of that and working with somebody, they're probably good enough to be ready to, um, to go out on their own. The uh, hard so you part is going to be for you is actually letting go yeah. and letting people go do the work without you. So you would say, if you're going to do this, do it as like a two week training period for the new guy that you just brought on. That's going to be sitting over in the passenger seat of the vehicle that's ahead or behind while you're going to the appointment. Yeah. And then you work, yeah. all three of you work the appointment together. And then about a week later, you start trying to bounce every once in a while. And then a couple of weeks later, then you're literally just dropping in. A couple in of days of him out. shadowing you. And then a bunch of days of you shadowing him just kind of, you know, standing around because the real goal here is for you to actually be able to work and grow your business. And you can't do that sitting in a, 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 a truck, you know, like a work van, you trying to answer the phone and do all this, call customers back, book appointments that can't get done while you're trying to be the detailer. And if it is, then that detailer gets a little salty. Like I'm doing all the work and this guy's just on the phone all day long. Uh, that's so a really great point. Separate uh. yourself a little bit from it. Give him the help he needs so you can do your job, which is growing. Right now, I mean, I, and I would like to be able to take an afternoon to be able to go out and do some marketing and stuff, too, to help grow. Because, I, I, you know, me and Marty play catch all the time throwing ideas back and forth. And I, I, I have tons of ideas. I just I can't act on them because I don't have the time. Yeah. And so I, they bring know, on that other person, I think, will, will give me that time to do that. If you feel as though the, the one guy you have is solid – I would start looking for another guy. And that's kind of how I did it. You wait till you wait till the guy you just brought in is solid enough that, that you could give him the keys and he could go do his own job and and you wouldn't really worry about it. Now you give him a trainee and then you get that guy up to the next point, you send it over and you duplicate it again and now you're growing exponentially. Right, that's some good points. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, Rob, I don't think anybody else could have answered it more, more perfectly. I mean, that, you know exactly you what you're talking works. about. You've done it plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely. Brandon, what other questions did you have about bringing on a team member? Anything else to pick his brain? Uh, I think that was it. Well, I have now. All well, right, man. Just well, know they're not all going to be winners too. <laughs> you know, like, it, it, that's just part of it. You, you know, you, right. you just you have to filter them out, and you know. How long does you, Rob? Rob, how long does it take to filter that person out? Um, two weeks. Like if they if they don't have the basics in two weeks, you know, if you still can't clean a rim or wash a car without missing things or vacuum the floor. The hard part of, of detailing, you know, is, is actually knowing what to look for. So, you know, if they still can't identify the problems, 
Like they're like, oh, the, the floor's vacuumed, but you can look and see crap in all the corners, then, then, then they're not getting it. And normally that'll show itself in, in two weeks. And is that a, the person's issue or is that a training issue? It could be both. <laughs> if it keeps happening, it could be a training issue. But, but so how, some people just don't have the eye for detailing. They, that's or they true. don't have the patience for it. How do you go about finding out if they do or not? And then weighing, is it your training versus the, the team member? Well, uh, it, trial and error. I, I, I mean, really, you know, you, you do it. And then if they totally fail at it, you go, okay, what, did, what, what was the problem here? And then if you run another one and they totally fail at it, you know, only one thing is the same here. So, you know, you've got you to look and see. But if you've had one guy who is successful at it and now you're thinking about bringing in your next one, something worked. So you did something right because you got somebody. So, you know, and also too, one of the things is people benefit from different points of view. So don't do all the training yourself. Let, let your other guy give him some pointers because he may have a different perspective or even a different way of saying it that, that somebody else might get. It's good to have, you know, in anything you're doing, a, a different, a, a second opinion where somebody's like, oh, well, yeah, he, you can do it like that. I, I, know, I know he taught you like that, but, but, if, but if you do this with this brush, you can get it out too. And that guy might be like, oh, that, that actually, I prefer that. As long as it works, I don't really care how you get to the result. Awesome. All right. Well, Rob, nicely done, bro. Uh, we knew you'd had it in you. And uh, you. <laughs> yeah, now it's time to get back to, uh, to the good stuff. Have you well, had so, these? These are um, they're mules in a can. They're 10% oh, alcohol mules in a can. And they're delicious. Yeah. They taste like yeah. Sprite. And they're. Uh, let's see. Boulevard had come out with some like that. Which ones are you? Is this is a uh, Devil's Backbone. It's a, um, a brewery in Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Nice. They are yeah. delicious. Uh, there's a, that's a new ventures of spritzers and, uh, and, and that type of stuff is the actual alcohol, uh, versus yeah. being like a, it, a true. It looks beer. like a, like a high noon or a, you know, yeah. like high it, it noon is good. Like oh that. man. High noon is so easy to show. That's yeah. good. The black cherries. You just like pound 10 of them. And you're like, Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll let you get back to it. Brandon, thank you so much for uh, hopping on and ask your question. Rob, thank you for your time. Brandon, where do people find you on social? Uh, Tim's Mobile Detailing on uh, all the platforms. Great. Rob? On the spot detailing and Rob Schrufer if you're looking for me. Love it, man. Thank you guys for your time. Appreciate it. See you guys. Right, thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Detailers, the community needs you. Right now, they need you to go share this episode. If you got any value out of it, and then let people in the group that you share to, let them know what value you got out of this episode so that they also can go learn and grow. Uh, well, not only them as a person, but them as a business and them as an industry, right? If we're all in this together, if we are all a community, how much stronger would we be if when we all got information, we shared the information openly, freely, and discussed it so that we could all feed off of the idea? All right, so go right now. Whatever Facebook group you're most prevalent in, 
and share this episode and let the detailers know why you got value out of it and why they should also go spend time getting value out of the episode. Hey, this is Marshall, Total Auto Solutions. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Ooh.